Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK. We're quite simply, it's a Chicago. And wherever you're listening, if it's available, rate, review and subscribe. It all helps and make sure you're notified when our next episodes drop. I'm Matt and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good, thanks, Matt. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll save anything else until we get into it. Yeah, um, could be a bit of a, a roller coaster this episode. Um, <laughs> might start off a little bit serious, and then uh, yeah, we'll try and finish it on a bit of a bit of a lighter note. I think because um, uh, the first thing I want is uh, Andre Drummond, and obviously we all saw the. The message he put out on his socials on what day were we on? Was it Tuesday? I think he put mm-hmm. out, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Saying how he was coming off the socials, leaving it to his management, um, yeah. on his mental health. Um, yeah, you know, and fair play to him for obviously putting that out there, um, highlighting it, and and then obviously yesterday, what about five hours before tip off, we get. He's listed as questionable, personal problems, mm-hmm. and then ultimately, obviously, he didn't play. Um, don't know how long he's going to be out for. Don't know what the issues are. And at the end of the day, that's that's not our right to know. Um, obviously, as we've said, it's, you know we we hope he's doing well. Um, mm-hmm. and whatever it is, he he gets the right help with and comes back stronger. Yeah. Um now obviously we've we've both actually spoken to Drummond. Uh mm-hmm. and obviously we did put him into our into these podcasts. And he's a really chill guy, isn't he? Um, really chill. You know, and you can see the sort of character that he's got when he's out, you know, the, the sort of little bit of dancing he does and always seems to have a smile on his face, but obviously that doesn't mean that you you're doing well. No. Uh, and I just sort of wanted to, to, to sort of touch on the mental health side of it, um, as it's something that is quite thingy for me, myself. Um, and I think the fact that Drummond's obviously done what raises awareness, uh, obviously in the same way that Demar did, and Kevin Love's done before as well, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, and just because they're at the top of the game, they've got all the money, they've got, you know, you, what you'd consider, um, you know, so you wouldn't consider them to have them sort of problems, if, effectively. Uh, obviously, it's good that, like I said, they've highlighted it, and especially in men. Um, like I say, I've, I've lost two good friends to to suicide through mental health problems, and that. If you knew them, they'd, they'd come across like Drummond. Do you know what I mean? Did, you wouldn't have think they had a problem. Yeah. And the problem was they didn't get the help they needed. Uh, and like I say, it's something that has affected me, myself. Um, and I think the, the message that you want to get across is you have to talk about it, you know, especially men, because mm-hmm. we don't talk. And that was my problem when I first started with it. Because uh, 
I mean, obviously, you. I've had different conversations with you. You yeah. kind of know little bits and bobs. Um, and I suffer with PTSD from my time in Afghanistan, uh, and it took me a couple of years to to realise I had actually had a problem. Um, you know, I, I couldn't talk to any, or felt I couldn't talk to anybody because I had to put on a bit of bravado because I was. Um, you know, so even my close friends I couldn't talk to, I couldn't talk to family because I didn't want to burden them with anything. And it got to a point where I had to do something. Um, and talking helped, is all I can say. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I, I don't know where I'd be now if I didn't talk. And I still have some some issues with it now, uh, a lot of anxiety and panic attacks and stuff like that but I kind of know when when it's coming and mm-hmm. I find the right people to talk to I'm not saying all this for sympathy I'm not saying because I'm not that sort of person I, to be fair I'd rather he took a piss out of me anyway that's <laughs> that's the sort of person I am um, but speaking from my own experience if if what I've just said and somebody then and you know help somebody get or realize they need help then you know i'm happy for that um you know and as i say i understand in men that it is it, it's it's hard to talk because we don't do that mm-hmm. you know and I, i'm not gonna say you know my dms are open or anything like that because i'm not a counselor and what have you but just find somebody to talk to if you need to yeah is all I, is that's all i can say yeah. Um and like I say you know full credit to uh, for Drummond for, for doing what he's done. A little bit more. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, serious stuff done. I don't know if you've got anything you wanted to add to that. Well, you know, you and I have spoken like you said in the past and you know that I've I've had my own issues as well. Um I don't want to get into too much uh here because you know first of all i wouldn't want to take away from your incredible insight there um and also just because you know it, it's it's a private family matter but um ba- basically you're right we don't talk enough as as men um and i think it's it's things like drummond and even what you're after saying there now to allow yourself to be vulnerable openly in order to admit that maybe you're not okay, well, that is okay. Doing that is okay. And yeah. it's the right thing to do. And it's the only way that you're going to find a way out of the dark cloud that you feel is, is, is hanging over you, is to talk and is to open up to people and to realise that you're not on your own and there are other people that can help you and there are other people that are suffering too and you can all help each other. So, well said. Yeah. And... Uh... Obviously, like I say, if anybody ever does actually, then, you know, like we've always said, this is a safe space. Obviously, we wouldn't do it publicly, um, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. So, yeah, like I say, serious stuff out of the way. And uh, we'll continue on the roller coaster. Yeah, just uh, we'll, drumming well. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we'll get into last night's game where we, you know, basketball side of it we could have done with him uh, <laughs> yeah you know 
obviously fell to that loss to Lakers, and I, I was all over the place with it last night. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> yeah. you asked if I'd come, uh, fell off the ledge again, and I said I've not even got back on the ledge. Do you know what I mean? Uh, what pissed me off the most with it is because I expected it. Um, I saw it coming. Do you know? Yeah. It's as if Bulls didn't see it coming. Like I said on the last episode, it was the same last week against Sixers. We'd gone to their place, beat them, not really embarrassed them, but then when they come back into the UC, we just didn't put up any... And we got well and truly embarrassed. And... You know, obviously, Pat Bev had fired LeBron up. Anthony Davis has had a crap game the first time round. So you knew they were going to come in and do what they did. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had D'Angelo Russell uh, back as well, which helped them a lot. And, yeah, uh, that's, it. that's just what annoyed me with it. Pissed me off, whatever, because... I expected it, and it's just disappointing to see when Bulls play like that. In time, how many times have we seen it this year now? Yeah, too many. So, before we get into some of the points that we've kind of raised from it, you know, is there anything that you wanted to say on it? No, I just really hoped it wouldn't happen. Um, I really didn't want you to be right, um, and I, I kind of did. I. <laughs> Like like I said, and, and I've made it quite publicly known, I despise the Lakers and I'm not a LeBron James fan. So to be able to allow them to come into our home and do that to us, when, like you say, they should have expected it and they should have been ready. And, and do you know, we'll get into the game properly in a minute, but the Lakers came out strong and... I thought, God, we're buried, but I tried to stay pos- positive. And thankfully, we did rally a bit back and even took the lead at one point. But after that, it was it always felt like it was tenuous. It could go either way um, until towards the end. And then, then you just knew <laughs> the hill was too high to climb. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, what the game started and... You know, we, we weren't behind early on. Mm-hmm. Was the only bull that was actually doing anything. Yeah, Vooch um, started well. Scored the first 13 points. And it was it about six minutes before Kobe come in and got was mm-hmm. the next scorer. Yeah. And you said at this, I can't remember exactly what you said in the thread, but it was something along the lines of, you know, Vooch is cooking or whatever. You know? Yeah. Um, and I said to you then, that doesn't fill me with confidence though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it's because I just know that when he starts off like that, you know, full credit to him, but it's not going to last because we go away from it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and that's exactly what we did last night, wasn't it? Exactly. You know, and we've spoken about this time and time again throughout the course of this season. Yeah. And I don't know if that's an issue that the fact that we do look so good when we go through him because we're relying on somebody who he can quite easily put up 20 plus points, but he mm-hmm. can quite easily 
not be in the game as well. You know, and if you're relying on him to be one of your main scorers, you need him to be in the game constant, don't you? Yeah. You know, so... I mean, that first quarter, Zach and Demar didn't score anything either, did they? Nothing. And that, you know, you can't... I mean, Demar come good in the second and kind of stayed a bit consistent with it. I think it was Zach's worst game for a long time. Mm. Um, I mean, we'll get into the players in a, in a minute, but obviously, three pointers again. You know, Lakers were actually worse than us in terms of the amount that they put up. You know, they only put up one of them, thirty-five percent. Yeah, yeah. We've put up thirty-three and hit nine of them for twenty-seven point three percent. Right. You know, so Lakers aren't a good three-point shooting team yet. Neither are we. And it was the game that we were trying to go to because Lakers forced us to take the jump shots and that's not our game as we've seen time and time and time again. Uh, So obviously, as we've always highlighted for the last last two years now, we need three-point shooting. Desperately. To need rebounding. And we didn't get it last night. And like we say, obviously, with Drummond missing, you kind of realise how small this team actually is. You know, in terms of once Vooch sits, who's in there? You know, obviously, Billy goes to DJJ, doesn't he? He does. Or he does lately. And, yeah, DJJ, you know, you can call him stay ready, whatever you want to call him, because he is ready when he comes in. But it doesn't work in every game. That's the problem. And then Billy's got no answer. He just persists and persists and persists. And, you know, I love what DJJ does, but he can't compete against Anthony Davis, can he? No. Not many people can. No, he's half the size of him for a start. Mm-hmm. You know, so rebounding wise, uh, they got forty five, we got thirty two. But what it was happening was because we weren't getting the defensive rebounds, they were getting a lot of second chance points, weren't they? Very much so. And that's obviously what tends to happen when we don't rebound. I mean, the play where they must have rebounded it three times. Yeah, before it was they three got it times. In. You know, and it's just, yeah. And then the sort of the big team thing before we get into the individuals, free throws. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they got 30 and hit 24 of them. We got 13 and hit 11 of them. And then when you actually look at who was getting them for the Lakers, obviously the main one, Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. And he got 14. So he got more attempts than Bulls got. And, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous. You know, fair enough, some of them are genuine fouls. I get that. Yeah. 
but a lot of the time it's because you can't look or touch or whatever a Lakers player, mm-hmm. you know. And then you've got LeBron, you know, flapping his gums around and not getting certain calls and stuff like that. So then, you know, the next time they go down, they're getting the call. Yeah, you know, and the the amount of flopping that they do and. You know, the fact that Zach didn't get any free throw attempts last night. Shocking as well. Well, you it know. is, especially as he was driving the lane a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, uh, we'll get into Zach in a minute, but... <laughs> um, you know, and to, it's just... A time, you know, because if you're not going to call the game fairly... You know, we're a team that relies on free throws as well mm-hmm. to boost our like shot percentage and stuff like that. Yeah, because we've no three-point games, so we need to get three <laughs> points the hard way. Yeah. So yeah. when you when you look and obviously there's discrepancies that high, and I mean, what was that? I can't remember the exact stat. What it was that got put up on the screen about how many what the difference in free throws or whatever it is is between oh. Lakers and whoever was in second. I think I sent that to you, didn't I? I think it was plus 471 was the Lakers and the next one to them was about 178 or something like that. I mean, <laughs> it was ridiculously uh, one-sided. Yeah. Um, it really was. I'm pretty sure I sent that to you. I might see if I can Yeah, find it. I think it was put up, like, obviously on the broadcast, wasn't it? Mm. You know, I see... When you think we lost by 11 points in the end, obviously we closed it down in garbage time. But when you think how many free throws they shouldn't have got and we could have had, brings the game a lot closer. Yeah. And it probably uh, like keeps our heads a little bit higher. I'm sure. You know, so... Yeah. Before we get into the individuals, I don't know if you've got anything else to add. Uh, yeah, just, it was unfortunate that they were in a position to be able to give a pop back to Pat Bev. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I'm going to talk about. It's, yeah, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get, in, get into the individuals then. Okay. Like, you know, obviously last game, Vooch got ejected, as we know. And we discussed shock horror, poor officiating. And he had a good game last night. 29 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. It's what you want to see from him, especially going up against Anthony Davis. Yeah. Unfortunately, nobody else really stepped up to the same sort of level. You know, DeMar had a bit of an injury night again. You know, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. But like we just said, went the full first quarter without scoring. Um, and Zach, two rebounds, six assists, three steals, and the worst one, five turnovers. Like I said, no, no trips to the line, and only two three-point attempts as well, which he hit none of. You know, you, you want from Zach, don't you? You know, it kind of felt like when he, he was out in LA, he was kind of showcasing himself a little bit. 
because he mm-hmm. played well out there. He's come back home and it's like, just, I mean, yeah, they were double teaming him, stuff like that. But the rest of the team struggling as well. We can't afford for Zach to be struggling, can we? No, we can't. You know, and, you know, a lot of it's probably down to the form of the other players. And obviously the other two starters, as you just mentioned, Pat Bev and Alex Caruso, Five points between them, all to Caruso. Yeah. Four rebounds between them, two each. Four assists between them, three to Caruso. Two steals between them, one each. And one block between them, and that was to Pat Bev. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, they, they don't work together in the starting lineup in every game. It's all, you know, to me, P. Will should have been out there in that starting lineup um, last night instead of Caruso. And mm. do his thing. Obviously, they're kind of load managing him a little bit, aren't they, with this, they are. this foot soreness, whatever it is. Foot soreness, yeah. You know, and that's the worry with Caruso is he's very important to the team. We know that. But if he's not fully fit, He's, he's not worth having out there a lot of the time, is he? You know, and well, he's such an offensive liability. That's the problem. Yeah, and obviously we saw last night how much of an offensive liability Pat Bev is as well. Yeah, and as you just said, he had the two small done to him. Yeah, by Austin Reeves, and you got to say he deserved it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely did. You know, at the end of the day, we know what we're getting with Pat Bev. We know he's going to speak his crap, and he's going to, you know, he's got confidence in confidence. Sometimes makes him sound a little bit ridiculous, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Um, his latest podcast as well. Uh, I haven't listened to his most recent one. Listen to the one before that, though. Yeah, I listened to the other one. The, the, and no party in LA or something it's called, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you you know what you're getting with him. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, he's spending most of the time he's gaming or something, so he's not really involved in the conversation, which is a bit strange. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can't go out there and say all the crap that you're saying. Calling, you know, giving the LeBron the two small, and then essentially not turning up in the next game because that's last night was probably the worst since he's been. Oh, I think so for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, he he was a minus thirty-two in the plus minus. (laughs) You know, and I mean, some of the shots he was taking, you know, you're just thinking that's not your game. And it, and I think a lot of it is he, he was trying to to sort of well, target the Lakers again. Um, yeah. Well, he shot well from th- from three against them in the Staples Centre last week. So I think he thought he if he kept shooting them from three, he he he'd ignite at some point and start hitting them again. Yeah. But what was he? What was he? He was none for five, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. 
Non-fair. And I don't think he took. A, I don't think he took a field goal at all, other than from three point range. For no, the whole, for the whole game. And I mean, something we didn't touch on in the Clippers game. He, he, I don't think he got a rebound in that game, and he only got two rebounds in this game. Yeah, yeah. He's been put in some. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I think you know. I'm not saying the Pat Bev effect's worn off, but you've seen. The other side of Pat Bev, should we say now? Do you know what I mean? Like he, he to me, he brought this on. Them doing the too small to him, and mm-hmm. um, there was one point when they were LeBron was over near the bench, and he was talking to Pat Bev, and Pat Bev wouldn't even look at him. Yeah, you know, and to me, that's where you can't go out chatting all your shit, and then not sort of back you up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it, it was that was a bad look. Yeah. Um, especially letting LeBron do that at the UC. I don't know what was being said, obviously, but it, you know, from the look on Pat Bev's face, he wasn't impressed. <laughs> no, he wasn't enjoying the conversation. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So yeah, uh, onto the bench players. Just just before you go onto the bench, there, Matt. I've actually fa- I found that um, that stat from oh, last yeah, night. Yeah. Um, so it, it was basically the largest uh, free throw attempt differentials this season. So the Lakers were. Plus four hundred and eleven, and the next one to them are the Kings with plus one hundred and ninety three, and then the Heat with plus one hundred and eighty three, and it's the largest in the NBA, largest largest differential since two thousand eighteen nineteen season. Was that a LeBron team as well? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I didn't look that far into it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. <laughs> well, he he had his little hissy fit, didn't he, with that foul against Celtics? Yeah, ridiculous. And it's as if, you know, obviously, we all know that he needs help to get to the playoffs or the play-in yep. in this case. And he seems to be getting it from the officials at the minute, doesn't he? He does. Seems to be getting it anywhere he'll take it. And right now it's coming from the officials. <sighs> yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. On to the bench. And last game, we kind of called out Kobe and Ayo for not, well, what did they put up? Five points between them last time? Yeah. And this time, last night, 29 points between them. Well, they obviously listened to the pod and thought, we'll, yeah. we'll show you, Matt and Neil, we'll show you. <laughs> uh, 17 for Kobe, 12 for Ayo. And Ayo, I wouldn't call it a bounce-back game, but it was the sort of game you want to see from him. It's definitely his best game in quite some time. Yeah, 12 points, three rebounds. You know, not fantastic, but he looked... Looked close to the IO we used to seeing, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, he looked he looked much better, definitely. And then, like I say, Kobe, seventeen points, two rebounds, nine assists, one steal, and he was three of seven from three. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a typical Kobe night at the minute, isn't it? It is. You know, he took that charge from LeBron as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Got yeah. love that. And. The problem for me with Kobe having, Kobe having nights like this is he come in and was doing what he was doing and kind of lifted the team. But to do that, or we shouldn't be relying on Kobe to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It should be a complementary piece, if anything, to like bridge that gap when the starters are having the rest. Um, because you know, at the end of the day, we're not going to win games relying on a guy off the bench just hit seventeen points. 
So, yeah, uh, like I say, DJJ got the sort of backup centre role, didn't he? And, yeah. I mean, he got 12 minutes, five points, two rebounds, one steal. Nothing game, really. Um, and the one that <laughs> I've saved him, not till last, because there's other players to talk about, but P. Will. Um, Go well, gentle, Matt. Go gentle. That's my guy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll let you take P. Will. Because... Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was very disappointing last night. There's no there's no way of dancing around it. He had a very poor game. He played for 24 minutes and scored two points, um, which you can live with if you if you think, like, you know, that's okay. We've said it before. Maybe he might not get the, the stats in the box score, but he's been locking down whoever he's been defending. But he was, he was getting tied up in knots by both uh, LeBron or AD, whoever he ended up switching on to at the time. Um, one rebound. One assist, one steal, <laughs> one block, one turnover, <laughs> two fouls. Yeah, he I mean, was consistent. He was consistent. Yeah, <laughs> but the biggest concern for me, I mean, he's what forty something percent uh, three point shooter for us. Normally, yeah. our most consistent three point shooter just doesn't take enough of them. Well, he took five last night, and how many did he hit? Sweet <laughs> Fanny Adams. Yeah. Absolute zero. Um that's just not good enough. It's not what we need from, from Patrick. And uh yeah, no, as one of his biggest advocates, I have to say that was incredibly disappointing night last night. Yeah, I mean my thing with him is like I don't think we're particularly relying on him to be a three point shooter. But we know he can be. Yeah. And he doesn't quite know whether he is or not. Because the ball comes to him and you're thinking, shoot it, shoot it. Yeah. 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 And then he does that stupid little steps out of bounds or, yeah, steps out of bounds with it, gets called for the travel. And then by the time he's decided what he's going to do, you know, he's panicking and he's got to pass it because he's thinking, oh shit, I can't shoot it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've said it before, like, he, he's a bit like Zach in that respect, that if you overthink it, you tend to miss it. Yeah. Whereas if you catch it and shoot it without thinking, he's he shoots him at a great clip. And Zach's, Zach's the same. I'm not comparing them as players, obviously, they're, they're miles apart. But in regards to the catch and shoot, P. Will is a catch and shoot three point shooter. Yeah. But it, far too often he catches it and thinks about shooting it. And by the time he's thought about shooting it, he's lost his, uh, he's lost his little window. And then he kind of does, like we say, that little crab shuffle to the right or to the left or out of bounds. Um, and then kind of gives a little feeble two foot pass to whoever's <laughs> the nearest person to him. Yeah. And, you know, that just doesn't cut it. You know, either shoot the ball, drive the ball, or make an effective pass in that window. Yeah. Did you know, it's a short window, it's a quick window, don't overthink it, react. Yeah. And he's not at that stage yet where he where he has enough confidence in himself to just react and trust his instincts. And that's a problem. And that's a problem that we need to get beyond and he needs to get beyond for this team. Yeah. 
I've got nothing else to say on him because I think people know by now what my feelings are on him. Um, and it's games like this as, as to why. I, I mm. can't get too high on him. So I just... This next bit's more on Billy than the players. And it's that end of... Why he kept the starters in again for so long. Yes, you know, the, it was pretty much done one at the game. Yeah. Um, and you're just thinking, they've not had it all night. It's not going to happen in the last four minutes or five minutes, whatever. Do you know what I mean? And the the one that pissed me off the most, although I did put a tweet out saying it was the, the biggest highlight of the night, was Javonte. Obviously, we know that they're trying to think he is minutes and stuff like that. But why play him in a game like that for two and a half minutes? I know. It seemed a bit pointless. You know, because he would... you know what Javante is going to give you when he comes off the bench. And yeah, I understand that he's not quite giving it at the minute because he's still trying to ramp back up. Mm-hmm. But why put him out there? Why not just wait until like the Hornets game? Where it's probably not quite as intense, you might be able to get a better feel for the game coming off the bench. You know, it it just that one made no sense. And then obviously, you know, you, you would well they put out in they just before tip off that would recalled uh, Carly Jones and Marco, who, and Terry Taylor's actually on the uh, box score as well. I, Personally, didn't see him on the bench. I don't know if he was there or not. But it's like, why, why have him there if you're not going to use him? Uh, you know, for more than a minute and eighteen seconds. What's the point? You know, you should have emptied the bench a lot sooner, in my opinion, and rested the starters um, sooner because, like I just said, the game was done, and. In terms of, in particular with Marco, not saying he should have been out there, you know, taking uh, DJJ's minutes or anything like that, but waste of a roster spot. Yeah, he has. And and last night proved it. Yeah. Because Billy obviously doesn't want to play him. He's not interested in playing him. Obviously, he's been like a yo-yo all year. Up and down, up and down. And when he's up, it's, nobody knows he's there. Do you know what no. I mean? It's, it's and to me, it's like I said to you last night. If Billy was going to play him in this game, he's not going to be ready. In the no. same way, when we eventually gave Dale and Terry some minutes, because you've left it and left it and left it and left it, and then it's gone right. Go on go show us what you can do and they're like a, a you know rabbit in the headlights whatever it's like oh fuck I'm on an NBA court <laughs> and you know Marco would have been destroyed by AD and LeBron and all that last night anyway yeah but that's because he wouldn't have been ready for it but you know what put him out there and let him let him suffer that in a game like this so then when it comes to a game where we could actually utilise his size and utilise his talents a little bit more, he won't have that, you know, oh my God, this is the first time I've stepped on an NBA court in so long moment. 
he'll he'll yeah. actually be like, okay, I know what it feels like when everybody's running around me and I'm feeling a bit lost. So I'm a bit more comfortable this time. Do you know? Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, season. But if we're not going to play him, we might as well get rid of him. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. it is like I said. Yeah, it's an end of bench roster spot. We could have kept Tony Bradley. At least he come into games and did something. Yeah. Got Do you know what I mean? Handbag, yeah. <laughs> three-point champion, isn't he? So, <laughs> and, and he could, well, he was a big body to have out there. I'm not saying he could rebound or anything like that because he struggled to catch a ball sometimes. But yeah, he got in the way at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you've got on on the game. The only thing um, I've got, it's not necessarily on this game, but it was a stat that we had uh, kind of going into the game or just after the game. Um, Will Gottlieb actually put it out on Twitter. And I found it quite interesting. Was um, Considering rebounds really killed us last night, before the All-Star game, we were third in the NBA in preventing Yeah, that. I saw that. And then post all-star game we've actually dropped all the way down to 24th <laughs> yeah i mean that is a shocking jump from third all the way down to 24th yeah and just not really any explanation for it is it not really because i mean you know defensively on the boards we know that we have um a vooch out there and, and he is a, a stat pattern in regards to picking up the easy defensive boards. We know that. But, I mean, Drummond hasn't been utilised as much, um, obviously, last night, and moving forward is a different story. But up until then, he wasn't being utilised in in so many games, which we've spoken about. And he was definitely part of why we were getting so many defensive boards. Yeah. But then, you know, how many games have we got so frustrated because nobody's picking up the defensive boards, especially the long boards, the ones that come out that little bit further and then they're picked up again by the the offence who are ready to take a second shot or get another another second chance, third chance point. Yeah. So you can see why it's happened or you can see how it's happened at least or how, how it's changed from where it was to where it's gone. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it comes down to something very, very simple more than anything else and it's something that you and I were screaming last night and there were other people in the thread saying it as well. Fundamentals of getting a board, especially a defensive rebound, is you have to box out. Yeah. Square your shoulders off to the to the players that are coming in trying to get the ball before you. You're in the best position to get the defensive rebound nine times out of ten as a defending player. Square off your hips, square off your shoulders, stay strong, and get the board and it makes it so much harder on the player that's trying to get the board behind you because they have to go over you in order to get the rebound and a lot of the time depending on the referee and which team which team we're playing against they'll call a foul for going over the top yeah but yet time and time again we stand giving a lane with the body not squared off at all leaving it open and making it so much easier for the opposite opposition to slip past and grab the board and be in a better position to grab the board than we are ourselves on defense, which makes yeah. no sense. 
Yeah. I've got nothing to add, really, because you said it all. So, yeah, um, you got anything else on the game? No. Right. I'll uh, quickly send it to the advert and then we'll come back. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play. Or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump. Your voice has a place. Uh, welcome back. Um, bit of a, well, a down first segment there, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it was bound to be though, really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So... We weren't going to do a mailbag edition. We don't want to overdo it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to need content as the further forward we go into the off season. But we we kind of enjoyed it, didn't we? Or the last yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so last minute, we decided to to put it out there, and I'll go through the question or some of the questions that we've got in. Uh, the first one uh, we actually got. Yesterday was it? Yeah. Without actually putting out, and it was off. Uh, well, the Twitter handle is mm three two seven two eight, and one of my things, one of my questions, kind of like to know your name because that's a little bit informal, all the numbers and stuff. But I've noticed she's actually changed the Twitter thing now to Maria. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Maria, and. It's Bulls related, this question, but, well, made it a little bit awkward for us because, uh, <laughs> oh, for me anyway. Oh, no, me and too. It, <laughs> so it was, what do Atsy Red UK think of the player's style? Who is the most stylish? I love Nikola Vucevic's fits, suave and understated. Is to look considered, but nonchalant, unique without being OTT. And Dylan Terry shows great potential. He has great looks for a young lad. Now, like I say, the reason why it's made things awkward is because um, I don't do fashion, to be fair. No. I'm most comfortable. Um, me getting dressed up is wearing a pair of jeans, which I hate doing. <laughs> <laughs> so my style slash fashion knowledge is... Um, is not fantastic. So, before I have my say, what's your sort of take on it? Uh, well, I'd be similar to yourself. Fashion is is certainly not my forte. Um, I, I do wear jeans most days, so maybe I'm a step up from from where you are. <laughs> but um, no, I, I'm I'm certainly not a fashionista at all. But um, yeah, no, I I, I took the, I took the the question in and I thought about it and I know they do the you know the, the arrival to every game and they yeah. always put out what the players are wearing it is a big it is a big thing in the NBA and fashion amongst some of the players can get quite ridiculous at times as we've as we've seen um with one or yeah. two players <laughs> I mean yeah. for a long time we embraced one of the craziest wackiest dresses in the NBA in, in Dennis Rodman back in the 90s so 
it is certainly something that's that's affected the Bulls team, whether that's positively or negatively. Is, is <laughs> I think it's quite a personal preference. But for me, I do like the the clean lines that Zach tends to wear. He keeps it clean and simple most of the time. That would be kind of more the way that I would go if I was to to be kind of dressing with the kind of money that they have. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I'm not gone on his, on his game shoes. These bright, solid colours don't don't really do it for me. I think in 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 the shoe respect, I'd probably give it to Demar. Um, and then for the clothes side, I'd give it to Zach. Right. Yeah, I mean. My first thought on it is I'm glad we don't have the wacky sense of someone like Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. That stupid big black thing that he wore, <laughs> the, the big puffer jacket type thing is, is just ridiculous. The long Could you even jumpers. call it a jacket? It was more like mm. a black igloo. Yeah, well, it was more like one of them, uh, oh, what do you call them? You know, they, they play football in them, don't they? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, oh. big, big inflatable type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've seen James Harden looking like the cookie monster that's got into a relationship with a pack of Tootie Fruities or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just ridiculous. So yeah. I'm, first, that's the first thing I'll say is I'm glad we don't have anybody that dresses like that. Um, going off the, th- you know, is quite, quite clean and what you'd expect. Um, the three players, what Maria mentioned, um, Start with Vooch. I think you kind of know what you're getting with Vooch. He turns up and just wants to play basketball. He's not yeah. not out there to be a fashion icon or anything like that. You know, a, a typical European, I'd say. You know, fashionable without being OTT. And mm-hmm. yeah, maybe a little understated, like she says. Um, and I'll tie Dylan in with Ayo. And P will do you know the young and the just it's how I dress, I think, you know, casual t shirts, hoodies, stuff like that. Um but the one for me who gets it is is Demar. And I, I, I know I just said I tend to wear trackies and that all the time, but that's because I only have two days at home a week. So <laughs> if I'm not going out anywhere, I don't see the point in getting dressed up. But he obviously has that um like the they call them flannel shirt things, mm-hmm. like the cotton sort of uh, checked shirt things over a hoodie or over a t-shirt. I've got quite a collection of them myself, so it kind of. I'm not saying I model my style on demand because I don't <laughs> wear a, I don't wear a, um, thing on my head to cover my braids or whatever. So, um, yeah, for me, demand gets it, whatever little award we're giving. Yeah, fashion icon of the of the season. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> going back to last year, I, I liked Kobe with the hoodies that he was having designed himself mm-hmm. with different messages on. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I say, I like a hoodie, and yeah, yeah. Speaking of the having designed themselves, what do you think of the uh, the AC line? Is that what they was wearing last? Oh no, yeah, yeah. The two the, of them, uh... two of them were wearing Caruso clothing last night. I think weren't they? Yeah, I, well, I thought it was something to do with any. Because I don't know, but yeah, it was a bit, <laughs> a bit random. But yeah, yeah, a bit too, a uh, bit too glarish for my liking. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be the same. <laughs> so yeah, um, we 
you know, obviously, as we know, we know your name, Maria. We we appreciate it, and obviously, we know you are a well. You interact with us quite a lot on the social, yeah. so we appreciate that. Um, right, next question, and it's our guy Gary again. Um, I kind of put it into the chat before for him, and there's only Gary that come through again. So appreciate it, Gary. Uh. Would you say we have achieved or will we achieve what the front office said in regard to moving and what Bulls did last season? Brackets, lower seed, worst record. Personally, I do not think we have unless we progress to the second round. Um, and then he's actually given us our own little hashtag, AskMHND. Oh, <laughs> I didn't put that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Gary. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, obviously, AK come out and said that. Obviously, improvement on last season was was the target, wasn't it? Yeah, and you can read into that what you want. Um, you know, is it two wins in the first round? Because that's an improvement, mm-hmm. or is it progressing to the second round? And right now, we're not going to do either, are we? So, we've not actually achieved what they've set out if well if things carry on the way it's going mm-hmm. um and you know obviously we'll get into the off season as it as it happens but you know they the, the tried the continuity thing and it's clearly not worked and when you, they can't meet their own standards what they're setting out their own goals and stuff like that then they have to change something don't they well that's what we're hoping so uh, I don't know what your response to Gary's question is but yeah that's... it's it's very similar to both yourself and Gary in, in regards to do you know unless by some miracle we get into the second round of the playoffs I think personally for me based on what Acme set out as the target I think we've underachieved but it, it just depends, like you said, on what Acme considered to be an improvement. And if you're talking about an improvement on a regular season, well, then it's a major fail. If you're talking about an improvement in regards to our standings in the playoff race, then it's a major fail. <laughs> if, you, if, if you're talking about getting uh, two wins instead of one win in the playoffs, well, that's yet to be seen. But as far as I'm concerned, once we're not in a position that Acme are prepared to look at it and kind of go, well, we see that as an improvement. Let's roll it back again and see what we can do next year with this unit. I'm happy. Once they're prepared to make changes, if they do that, I will not be a very happy bunny <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think we're, we're kind of all on the same same wavelength with that mm. one. Uh, next question is actually three three questions in one from Geordie Bulls, who, if any of our American listeners, is from Newcastle in the UK, <laughs> um, you know, and he, he's quite active on the socials as well. Yes. And, yeah, so appreciate the questions and his first one. Who the fuck actually is Austin Reeves? <laughs> um, I just don't really know how to answer that one. 
apart from he's obviously that guard at Lakers that did the two small to Pat Bev. Yeah, um, well, I actually dug a bit deeper on him. Um, uh, from what I can make out, anyway, he came through the G League system into the Lakers. Uh, he's in his second year with them. He's 24 years old, shooting guard, six foot five out of Wichita, Oklahoma. Um, he, his first year averages were 12.4 points per game over 58 games, three rebounds and 3.2 assists. And for his career, he is 9.8 points over 119 games, 3.1 rebounds and 2.5 <laughs> assists. So that's who Austin Reeves is. But like you say, more importantly, he's the cheeky little whippersnapper <laughs> that yeah. hit us back with the two small. <laughs> yeah. And for me, he's my dark horse in my fantasy league team. Oh, is he? But yeah. He's yeah. Uh, obviously, we're down to conference finals at the minute, aren't we? So, well, I'm not. I'm gone. <laughs> uh, quick flex. I'm reigning champion, um, and I'm I'm trying to get the repeat. So he's yeah. he's helping my team quite a lot at the minute. Um, so yeah. Uh, I'll, well, I'll yeah. I was going to go to the third question, but I'll do the second one first. Uh, will this pod continue over the off season? And the answer to that one is quite simply yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, Probably not in the same manner, because obviously we're going to struggle for content. Hence why we've started the the, the mailbag that people can send us stuff to talk about that they want to hear. You know, we're always open for guests coming on as well. Yeah. Um, we do have some sort of content planned as the season finishes, whenever that happens to be. Um, and, you know, through the will drop to one episode a week as the yeah. con- content dries up and also we kind of want a little bit of a break as well don't we so yeah yeah family holidays and stuff like that we'll be taking weeks off but we do aim to try and put out at least an episode a week where we can through the off season so yeah we will continue and at the end of the day we we want to continue well growing as well don't we so um we're not going to going to take any time off or well, that much time off really no no we'll we'll keep it going all through um like you say more than likely we'll drop down to one a week um unless something big happens and then we will drop out an additional pod that week or whatever um but like like you've already kind of touched on we do tend to well i say we do tend to this will only be our second off season doing the pod but what we did last off season was that was when we kind of tried to garner our guests and get more guests on. So that's probably something we'll do again, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, we're always happy for guests to come on and we're yeah. always wanting guests to come on. Yeah. But obviously as the, when the games are on and stuff like that, it is, it, it's difficult because we don't know our own schedule a lot of the time. So trying to schedule somebody else in is, it's, it's not easy. Uh, and his third question, uh, with the Bulls unlikely to go further than the first round of the playoffs, who would be the teams you guys would be rooting for if slash when they go out? I'll uh, I'll let you take that one first. Okay, well, uh, f- first first of all, I don't know if I'm ever really shouting for anyone apart from the Bulls anyway, but um, I do enjoy watching certain teams play and I do like to see uh, teams do well if the Bulls aren't involved. So at the start of the season, if you'd have asked me that question, I would have said the Grizzlies. 
But seeing as they've managed to turn themselves into the most hated team in the NBA during the course of the season, um, and also bearing in mind that Stephen Adams, who is my favourite player on that team, um, is out for the rest of the season, they can take a hike. Um, but I, I've I, I've liked what I've seen from Denver. They're sitting high at the top there. I wouldn't mind seeing Denver do it. Um, and if not Denver, I think I'd be rooting for Sacramento Kings after that, purely because it's just so alien to them. <laughs> you yeah. know, they, they are the serious underdogs. Um, and, you know, I like to root for an underdog in that respect. Yeah. Um, I couldn't root for another Eastern Conference team. Yeah, I was the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... As you was talking, then I was just I was thinking, get out of my head, because <laughs> ordinarily it would have been the Grizzlies. Um, I don't know why. It's another quick flex. For some reason, they follow my personal account on Twitter. Um, a bit, a bit random. I don't know that why. Is, yeah, random. <laughs> what well, they did last time they looked anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're probably um, gone now. <laughs> yeah, uh, like you say, they, they've become. They've gone from one of the most enjoyable teams to watch to the most hated in the NBA, or one of the most hated in the NBA. There's all the stupid dancing that they do and was doing, and you know, Dylan Brooks does all, tries to be the big man, but walks around in a vest. Um, <laughs> a little bit weird. We're tucked into his jeans as well. You know, like I said, we're not fashion experts, but. That's that's a strange look. That's a, <laughs> isn't it? Um, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I'd I wasn't going to say Denver, but I was going to say Kings. Yeah, purely like you said, underdog. Um, I don't think they're going to go that far, but who knows? The what are the third in the West at the minute? So yeah, yeah, Kings for me. So yeah, uh, appreciate the questions. Um, and before we go on to the last question, I've just noticed that our guy Troy has sent. Uh, well, I'll I'll read it because <laughs> it's not a question. I think he just wanted to get his his shout out. <laughs> shout out, Troy! <laughs> Mainly because I called him out after the last one because he didn't send us anything. <laughs> um, you know, and he's put the fakers are a bunch of protected whiny bitches who wouldn't win jack shit without the the ref's help. Not even a hot take. Just facts. So, uh, I know watching live, which was a, a rarity for him yesterday. Yeah. So I think he's, um, as I said the other night with the tips, when you're watching the games live, it's completely different than watching the highlights back or whatever. And because you're invested in it, you, you're up, you're down, and all that. And um, I've seen a lot of tweets from him today. So I think he was quite quite pissed off about it last night fired up and he did finish off by saying and i'm making you guys honorary poor adelaide supporters this week when we take on our crosstown rivals while wearing our traditional guernsey uh that's that yeah obviously with him being an aussie um well appreciate it (laughs) and i hope they go uh, on poor adelaide (laughs) and i hope they win although they do look like um refs in that that outfit (laughs) Black and white stripes. <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe, maybe not. 
But no, uh, yeah, cheers for cheers for that, Troy, and uh, glad my little call out on you worked. <laughs> and <laughs> see the, the last... gently, gently approach does work. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question from another one of our guys, Sam. Obviously, that far in the past con- compared to Troy. Um, yeah. Time travel. <laughs> uh, starting five Bulls role players. Any era can be positionless. I like Kirk, Kerr, Nate Robinson, Stacey King, and Taj. Now, I can't. Well, I think we both kind of rushed our choices on this one, didn't we? Yeah, um, I don't know much time today, but yeah, we were gonna pass it off to the next episode, but we we have actually got an answer. Um, maybe not as thought out as we'd have liked, but you know we've done enough in the past, haven't we, where yeah. we've kind of done these sort of things. So um, I'll read my team out and then I'll let you read yours. And what we've both said is we kind of struggled with the, the term role players mm. because it's like, how do you define who was a role player? Um, well, a starter or whatever, do you know what I mean? It's, And I know you've got one one choice that could be a little bit... Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, my team, I actually did go positions because I find it easier doing it that way. So I, uh, uh, point guard, I agreed with him. I had Steve Kerr. Uh, shooting guard, I had Ben Gordon. At the three, I've got Tony Kukoc. At the four, I'm not sure if this one might be a little bit controversial, but Dennis Rodman. And then man in the middle, I've gone... Okay. Yeah, not drastically dissimilar. Um, Kukoc is actually the one that I thought was going to be questionable, but now that you've thrown Dennis in there as well, <laughs> that that's really, really, you know, blurring the lines between a role player and a, <laughs> and a mainstay player, isn't it? Yeah, well, the thing, if you, you, you know, you kind of go on about Rodman, Everyone always says he played his role. But he that's knew true. what his role was. You know, he wasn't out there to to score points, was he? He was out there nope. to rebound and Re- rebound and get in the other players' heads. <laughs> I mean, all right, you put him in that big three from from the obviously the second dynasty, second but dynasty, you know, to me, he's he's the best role player we've ever had. So that's yeah. why I put him in. Yeah, okay, that's hard to argue with that. I've got to give you that. I think when you when you put it out that way, he is the greatest role player we've ever had. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, what was your team in the end? Okay, well, a team that has Kukoc and um, Rodman in it. If we were competing on this, which we're not, you'd have me hands down. So, anyway, <laughs> um, I put uh, Captain Kirk in there. Uh, I have to agree with him. Yeah, he was um, one of my close choices as well. Yeah, I, I loved I loved Kirk Heinrich, um, Ron Harper. Then yes. I went with, um, but I liked your choice uh, of Ben Gordon as well. I, I was a big Ben Gordon fan as well. Um, then I was kind of at a toss up. Then I, I kind of I wasn't sure whether to go big guy or to just go non role, no non positional. So I thought, well, I'll go non positional, give myself a shooter. And I went with Craig Hodges. Mm. 
Um, but then I was also like, oh, should I have gone with BJ? But I stuck, <laughs> yeah. I, I stuck with Hodges, but BJ Armstrong was, was a close second on that. And then Kukoc and Taj. Hmm. So, yeah, I struggled with the big one because it was like, how it went. When do you define him as a role player? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you can go back to like Luke Longley and stuff like that as well. Yeah, Cartier's. I thought about that too. You know, and even Noah entered my mind. It was like, is he a role player or? You couldn't really put Noah no, in that's... as a role player. Not, not when he played point centre. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was just like, you know, but but I say it was just that definition of role player, wasn't it? It was medic. It's a bit, it's a bit, yeah ambiguous you know so yeah um obviously appreciate all the questions and the interaction more so keep an eye on the socials uh as we go well get close to the off season mm-hmm. and as usual we'll finish by looking ahead to the weekend's games uh obviously tomorrow well tomorrow night it's midnight tip for us we've got uh Charlotte Hornets. Yep. And it's the real potential to be a trap game. Well, they're playing well right now, considering. Yeah, they're two rookie big men. It's mm. a little bit worrying when we don't have any big men aside from Vooch. Uh, obviously, oh, Kurt... <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even know who you just said. No. <laughs> I don't know. Just something <laughs> fell out of my mouth. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Just I keep hearing the name, but nobody knows who he is. Polo. <laughs> uh, obviously, current records forty for us, and they're twenty six fifty one. Um, I don't know if you've seen the injury report. <laughs> I have seen the injury report. Yeah, I have a l- down here. Yeah, there's a lot of game time decisions for them. Uh, obviously, a lot. already Lamella ball out for the season. Yeah, Hayward game time decision. Well, all these names are game time it's decisions. Yeah, all game time. Uh, Hayward, Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, Terry Rozier, Dennis Smith Jr., and Mark Williams, who has been on a bit of a tear lately, as a as a big man. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, our injury report is we know that Lonzo's out, so no balls in this game. Nope. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> and then we've got Caruso, Drummond and Javante all listed as game time decisions. Caruso actually got taken off the injury report while I was writing it down there about half an, half an hour before we came out. to the oh, start so, he, so he's good to go, is he? He's not on the injury report anymore. It doesn't mean anything, though, does it? No. <laughs> um, yeah, like I say, potential trap game for me. Um Obviously, we've lost to them already this year. Yeah, we've split them, haven't we? One, one, lost one. Yeah. Um, you look at that and you think to yourself, it's it's a win, don't you? But that injury report, I mean. Um, yeah. And obviously, they're pretty crap at home as well, aren't they? So, yeah. First, I'm predicting we win it. Mm-hmm. And are you going the same? I am. All right, I'll just write them down because remember them for next time. Um, and then Sunday, Grizzlies. You're going to go for a player of the game? 
Yeah, I will go for because yeah, 'cause I've gone for a win, I best do, haven't I? Yeah. Uh, you've thrown me now. Mm-hmm. Make okay. very quick decisions. Um I've picked Zach anyway. Yeah, I'll go. You know what? I'm gonna stick with my guy. Kobe. Okay. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. As we just said, when you're relying on him to be your player of the game, it's uh, <laughs> It's a worrying thing. Uh, yeah, Sunday. Um, 8.30pm tip. Not a good one for us, too, as we mentioned the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, they're 48-28. Obviously, they're going to have games in between, I'd imagine. Um, maybe tomorrow night, because there's hardly any games tonight, is there? No, I think um, there's no. Yeah, they're, they're facing uh, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so I don't know how that game's going to go because they're both kind of well. They they've already secured their place in the playoffs, haven't they? I think Grizzlies. Uh, I'm not sure actually. Uh, I think, no, I don't know. Secured their place, so I'm assuming they. Well, are. then yeah. Obviously, Clippers are in fifth, so should be quite a good game. That to be fair. Um, yeah. Anyway, to our game. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's Grizzlies, isn't it? <laughs> We'd, we got beat by him last time, quite convincingly. Bounce back now after his little um, escapades. Plastic gangster. Um, <laughs> and he's, well, he's back in the starting lineup as well, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go loss. Okay. Oh, well, have you seen the injury report for this game? I've just having a look at it now. Obviously, it's we know... pretty extensive too. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, how they can put the injury report out for this game when they've got a game in the between, I don't understand. I know, I know, I know. It's all, it's all at the moment, it's just a preliminary uh, IR, really. But yeah, I mean, if it stays anywhere near like it is at the moment, you've got Brandon Clark out for the season, Stephen Adams and Zaya Williams both out. Um. Presumably, almost indefinitely. Yeah, so the name that stands out to me is Jaron Jackson. Yes, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a game time decision. Uh, so is Desmond Bain, who has been renowned as a Bulls killer. Yeah, three um, point killer. Exactly. Uh, Tyrus Jones um, is also a game time decision, and then there was two names that I don't really know particularly well: John Concha or Cancha, and Vince Williams Jr. That are both game time decisions, also. Both probably be Bulls killers if they play. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's just the way it goes, isn't it? Like, oh, I don't know them. Yeah, step up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I say, it's always hard to give a prediction when there's games to be played in the middle of these as well, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It is. But yeah, I'm I'm going loss. Okay, well then, just, just to be difficult, I'll go win. <laughs> the game now. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to change it to a loss. No, um, okay. Player of the, <laughs> player of the game, uh, I think Demar. He needs it. He does. Yeah, well, obviously that takes us uh, into well, that'll take us into next week then. When obviously we aim to be back probably Tuesday again. Yeah. Um, and obviously the last week of the regular season next week. So yes. Um, don't know how that's going to go. We'll talk about that next week. Um, yes. one game at a time. Yeah. So I've got nothing else. I don't know if you have nothing. 
so yeah um as usual appreciate everyone who's listening appreciate the questions that we've got um think of some more if you want to get them in um send them over anytime don't have to wait for us to put it out there and you know just going back to this i wasn't doing it for sympathy i just hope that that somebody who might need it takes the the message and gets any help that they need um and yeah like i say again thanks for listening um and create the content basically trying to bring you the content that the fans want as well aren't we mm-hmm. so yeah as usual I've been Matt you can find me on Twitter at Matt Red UK and you can find us on all the socials at Red UK and you can find me on Twitter at Neil Red UK um, we'd like to thank you once again for tuning in getting involved um, please do leave comments sign up subscribe give us our re- reviews preferably five stars <laughs> um, do do write in any other questions like Matt says um, we really enjoy uh, having the interaction with you um, and also write whatever you need to us on the socials we do try and get back to nearly everybody uh, that we can and also there's still that Facebook live thread for one more week uh, until next time wherever you are in the world see red go balls <laughs> talk to you later